Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Welcome back, guys, to the 1PC, 1% Club podcast. I just felt like being a little extra gangster today. Let's recap uh, UFC Fight Night, Las Vegas. Don't know the number. There's so many of them anymore. Uh, a couple guys. Vegas we're gonna, 63. 63? Yeah. Vegas 63. There it is. Podge always has the... Listen, if there's a number, you can count on Podge knowing it. Uh, let's uh, let's jump around a little bit because, you know, obviously the, the card in itself was... I don't want to say lackluster because some of the fights were exciting, but... From name recognition, you know, it wasn't, it's not a card that blows us away. But a couple guys I want to talk about. One, the first fight of the night, Christian Rodriguez versus Josh Weems. Uh, I spent some time with, uh, with Weems, a f- you know, a few months ago. Really talented kid, but took this fight on short notice and already a difficult task in Christian Rodriguez. Look, I think Christian Rodriguez is incredible. I think he's a very, very, very tough kid, and he's got excellent, excellent striking, good grappling. Uh, I think uh, the 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 future for this kid is 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 very 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 bright. So I I'm I'm watching this kid closely. I have been for quite some time. A lot of those Rufus Sport guys were talking about this dude, uh, you know, a few years ago. And man, is he incredible? Was he six and one now, Podge? Is that is that what we're looking at? I think eight and one. Eight and one. I would venture to say I don't know this, but I would venture to say his his lone loss. Go scroll down. Is a uh, yeah, it's Jonathan Pierce. I was going to say a grindy wrestler. I forgot that he fought Pierce, and he fought Pierce on short notice. And I remember we were – I talked to uh, Santino. You know, Santino has his own his own Discord. And I, I talked to Santino. We were next to each other at the fights, and I talked to him. And I remember saying – because he coaches Pierce, and now he coaches Christian. And I remember saying to him, like, hey, man, we were really – I'm big on Pierce because fun fact about uh, Jonathan Pierce, this all – is, is crazy because Tyler Minton, who I just gave his his black belt to, my nutritionist, one of the best nutritionists in the game, did stuff for DC, did stuff for Holloway, did stuff with uh, Habib. Also, we dropped a podcast, or we're dropping a podcast with him in the very near future. We we just filmed it while he was here. We're going to put it out probably probably this week. So uh, all that, he was here, gave him a, uh, a black belt. I told you that story to tell you this story. Uh, I I cornered Tyler Minton in one of his professional fights in Johnson City, Tennessee. Also, I remember seeing one of the first fights of the night, this this young wrestler kid that I was pretty impressed by, just so happened to be by the name of Jonathan Pierce. So I watched Jonathan Pierce's pro debut in Johnson City, Tennessee. Knew him. We followed each other on Facebook. I've been following him ever since. So... Fast forward, I'm pretty high on Pierce. I think he's really good. He comes in, Christian Rodriguez takes that fight on short notice and, you know, like five days notice. And I remember we were sweating bullets because uh, Pierce was like a minus 400 favorite and we really liked that fight. He was one, he was one of our plays. And uh, Rodriguez is like a freaking Terminator. Couldn't he a T, uh, T-1000 or whatever from Terminator 2? Dude just wouldn't go away. You know, uh, he, he's an animal, man. This kid is, is, is very... Very, very talented striker. Very good jujitsu. Uh, also, the transition was sick. Did you see the transition? Guillotine to Anaconda? It's a sick transition, man. Sick transition. So, uh, I'm really high on this kid. I think he's incredible. You know, I think he's incredible. And I also think Josh Weems is really good, too. So, 
you know, tough task though on short notice, on tough task with the camp, let alone short notice. So short notice. Uh, let's touch on Chase Hooper a little bit. Uh, I thought this fight was going to go one of two ways: Garcia inside the distance early, or Chase Hooper would would get a decision. And uh, it's just there's just such a deficiency in his game. You know, it's like uh, he just is so hittable. It's it, he's so talented on the ground, but his his striking defense is very very lackluster. And Garcia. I will say this, Garcia has good takedown defense and he has deceiving power. I will say that. Listen, if you guys don't know who Steve Garcia is, look him up. Deceiving, deceiving power. Uh, another guy I've been on for quite some time. I've been on him since a little bit before he fought a teammate of mine, Joe Warren, back in Bellator. Lost a decision, but he put up a hell of a fit. This kid's also very, very talented. Um, Marcos DeLima's coming out party. Finishing Andre Orlowski. I, I remember, you, Pod, you know the rule, right? The grass is green, the sky is blue. Arlowski by split decision. Arlowski by split decision. I broke the rule this week, though. I broke the rule this week, and uh, it paid off. I just felt like Delima's speed and power would be a little too much. He's better on the ground. The only issue is seems to be his cardio, his gas tank. I didn't feel like Arlowski would have the power if he could. If he could stick around, I didn't feel like he'd have the power to you know to put him away late. So, yeah, uh, we talked about deletes on the show. Deletes looked good. What? Okay, so tell me, I was in and out. You know, you got to imagine I'm I'm uh I'm in and out all night with this. With uh, with I was with Joe Holmes, and was so this was a heel hook, right? Did the heel hook pop the ankle or the knee? Is that what I'm gathering? Is that what I saw? I saw it, but it was I, I was watching on my phone. It was. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Because deletes attacks the he he does attack legs well. He really does. So if if that's the case, kudos to him, man. And then I know. I mean, I'm interested to get your thoughts on this, Podge, because I have my own opinion on it. But I've had quite a few people reach out to me and said, you know, uh, uh, like three or four guys in the Discord were asking me this. Like, do you think that they could have saved Halls the knockout by stopping the fight from the from the heel hook? What, what are your thoughts? It's tough, right? I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Right. And and listen, guys. I and it's of course the last two weeks with TJ with with Hawes, um, and you know also we're gonna get into the main event here uh, with Calvin uh, Cater. It's easy to get these examples of people getting injured and then getting lo- uh, then losing. But I can also tell you, uh, I can tell you just as many where like I I remember Anthony Pettis. Uh, dislocated his shoulder in a fight and got up with with a dislocated shoulder and head kicked the guy and knocked him out. This game is so crazy. I don't know how true this is, but this is going way, way back. But um, Conor McGregor did his ACL when he fought Mike Holloway. That's right. And then and then wrestled his way to a decision. It's just, it, it happens all the time. And I'm, t- I'm telling you guys, it's so easy to sit behind a computer screen. But when you're in there, when you're in the moment, it's, it's tough. It is tough. It is, it is tough. And I honestly... I thought Halls kind of took a stand for a second. And he was throwing some heat still. And it, I was like, Eesh, you know, and Delete's just found him. But I, that's a tough one, man. That's a really tough one. I don't know what the right call is. but You can only answer it really in, when after the fight. Because I'm sure if Halls had, a, had a sparked him, you know, you'd be saying, like, that's what right. a great decision to, to keep the fight running, you that, know? That's exactly right. Hindsight. Always twenty twenty. Listen, we, we thought this was a lackluster week, and we even debated recapping this week. But one of the things I want to talk about and I really, I can make a whole show over this fight right here because there's a couple different layers that I want to talk about in this fight, and that fight is the Khalil Roundtree versus Dustin Jacoby. Uh, first off, I want to preface with Dustin Jacoby as a really good friend of mine. 
uh, and a teammate of mine as well. So if you think I have a bias, you're you're wrong. But I do have a relationship with Jacoby. But I have a crazy respect for Khalil Roundtree, and I knew this was going to be a tough fight for both guys going into this. I know Khalil, too. I know Khalil. So first off, before we even dive into the to the to the BS, this fight, if you're a young up and comer and you say, hey, striking is my forte. I want to learn how to strike. Uh, and I want to be a striker in mixed martial arts. This is the fight you watch. There was so much going on in this fight, like high, high level stuff, like extremely high level stuff and a very, very uh, if for, for those that have experience in, in watching kickboxing and high level striking MMA, like Roundtree's power and his power loading, like subtle loads that were he was able to load load power with, uh, Jacoby's stance switching uh, and working off the lead hand draw system that he's so good at. Dude, I'm telling you, Podge, this was uh, once again before we dive into the to the to the other BS with this. The decision is what I'm talking about. This fight was incredible, 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 incredible to watch. And I really enjoyed it. I Honestly, I was watching this outside of, of New York, New York on my phone. And before the decision was read, I just remember thinking like, my God, this, this fight has so much going on. I need to rewatch this fight 10 times. Fast forward, decision is made. Clay Roundtree gets a split decision. I really struggle with this because... I, I know what's going on in these guys' heads. And, and the number one thing now that everyone's talking about is damage. And this is uh this is where I take issue with this. Is like everybody's talking about damage. So I would venture to say that if we if we took a poll that who took who who showed more damage at the end of that fight, Jacoby or Roundtree? Well, the answer is Jacoby. Right? His face wore more damage. But I don't like what do, what does damage mean? Like, what does damage mean? Is that is that like I almost wish there was like a brain cell loss counter, right? Because we so often think as damage as superficial, which it is. That is a part of it, right? Um, but it's not all of it. And you can't tell me that Jacoby didn't damage Roundtree. Let's take the damage part away. The stats are staggering. I think Jacoby, Podge, you can uh, you can edit the stats into this, right? Like I want to show the people, right? Like the, the the rounds were close. They weren't the, like when you say this was a robbery. I like I feel like it kind of was a robbery, but the rounds were close. I felt like this is one of those fights, and I felt this way in the in the Yan O'Malley fight where you can make an argument for Jacoby 3-0, right? Or would you be appalled if somebody scored that 3-0 for Jacoby? I said it in the Discord. I was like, worst case scenario, I had a 30-27, but I was like, maybe a 29-28 in favor of Jacoby. And like, that wasn't me speaking like bias. Like, I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe, you know, you hand off one round sometimes just for the sake of handing it off. I thought Dustin did enough to win each round. But Well, right. Like, to me, what's the rule of thumb? And, and, and we, we talk about this. If the rounds are close, they split them, right? So if we're 1-1 going into round three, Jacoby for sure, I thought, took round three. I mean, I thought, gosh, I mean, they were close, but I felt like Jacoby edged out every round. I'm not, I mean, 
God dang, I say I'm not upset at the, the, the decision, but I kind of am. Like, it was 120-something to 88. Like, we're talking about a significant uh, difference in, sh- in strikes landed for, for the Jacoby side. And it, and it wasn't... Uh, I wish we could pull it up round by round as well. If you, if you can find that... Uh, if you can find that stat, Podge, I would love to see it because sometimes that doesn't... Yeah, here we go. We got it right here. Um, round one, Jacoby, uh, 34 significant strikes landed. Clo Roundtree, 20 landed. Round two, 39 to 35. And round three, 47 to 30. So, like, they're not, like, crazy... And these are Jacoby all the way. And and, and by the way, Jacoby landed 51% to, to Roundtree's 35% in round one, 37 to 39% in round two. 55 to 32. So not only is he landing a significant amount more, he's also landing landing at a higher percentage. And it's just uh man, at some point when we look at when we talk about damage, it's just like, okay, so we're just looking at the end of each round, we're looking at whose face has more damage on it, and that's how we're scoring the round. Cause that to me, that's what how this fight went. You know, and this is, you know, th- this th- it's it's kind of this is where I'm gonna dive in, right? Like this is what I'm saying. I'm gonna say that same thing again. It just feels like to me that these judges are looking at the face of each guy and saying, oh, well, he took more damage. That's the Because damage, damage. Da- it's all about damage now. The scoring criteria, damage number one. We can't just look at the, the superficial part of damage. You can't tell me that Khalil Roundtree didn't lose brain cells in there. And you can't tell me in round one with 34 landed for Jacoby and 20 landed for Roundtree that Roundtree didn't didn't lose more brain cells than Jacoby. So what are we talking about? You know, like I just don't, it can't be about superficial damage. And if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Like tell me in the comments if I'm wrong here, but it can't just be about superficial damage. And you know what came to my mind, uh, Pajan, I want you to edit this, this picture in. Do you remember what GSP looked like after the Hendricks fight? His face was mangled. And I would venture to say that if if they replayed that fight, Hendricks versus GSP, that they would give that decision to Hendricks. I got to think that. I got to think that. But it's just, it's ridiculous to me that, uh, it's just ridiculous to me that, that it's like there's no common sense and it's like we're, we're going off grappling or we're going off damage. There's no common sense involved. It can't just be about superficial damage. Jacoby landed the more strikes, he did just as much damage, if not more, in my opinion. Superficial, no. But, dude, people have different, thicker, thinner skin. Like, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, we, it, it can't just be about who's got a swollen eye and that guy lost the round because his face is worse. You know, it doesn't, it can't just be about that, man. It can't just be about that. There's got to be some common sense taken into account uh, of, of, numbers and I know they don't see the stats but dude this the the volume was very apparent for me watching the fight who was landing more it was Jacoby and I if I would have guessed I would have said a two to one difference and it's damn near that in rounds one and three so I just once again it can't just be about superficial damage Dustin Jacoby won this fight I love both these guys this fight was incredible layer one this fight was incredible younger guys vets Watch this fight, man. You're going to get so much out of it. Watch it. Watch it again. Watch it from the Roundtree perspective. Watch it from the Jacoby perspective. You're going to get so much from it. High, high level kickboxing and MMA, guys. It doesn't get any better than this. Bam. Layer two. Dustin Jacoby won this fight. And uh, the the, the Vegas Athletic Commission has me be, be a part of these meetings sometimes. And they talk about judging. And, man, I just... I, I I think I think 
we we missed the mark on this one. I think we missed the mark on this one. It wasn't. A, it's not a standard like opinion splitter fight as well because you know we've often seen ones where you know maybe someone outstruck someone, but he got taken down three times in the round. Right. And maybe got controlled for a little bit. Right. This was a straight up kickboxing fight. Jacoby landed more in 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 every round, and he threw more volume in every round. Right. On the basis of that, I I would consider this one a robbery. Thirty six more strikes landed, and it, it wasn't once again. It's not all in round one. This was spread out. This was evenly spread out. Round two was the closest round. Rounds one and three, I didn't think were really that close. It's crazy to me. Anyway, I don't want to belabor a point, but man, I feel like I feel like the judges failed us on this one. The grass is green, the sky is blue, and the black belt Jared Vendera does not wrestle. It's amazing to me. I don't get it. I don't get it. I love Jared. He's a great human. I just don't I don't understand the I don't get it. You have a guy that's bigger, faster, better. You don't take a shot. He's a, he's a legit black belt. I don't get it. I don't understand the fight IQ. Max Griffin, uh, man, Tim Means, he's still a G. Love both these guys. Uh, incredible stuff. I, Means has still got it. You know, I was I was on the on the lead up to this, the breakdown show. I was kind of talking about how I didn't know if if Father Time had caught up with Tim Means. Man, at the end of that fight, it looked like Tim Means still had some fight in him. You know what I mean? Like I I thought he looked really good, even in a loss. It happens. Arnold Allen, Calvin Cater. The main event curse strikes again, man. Strikes again. I don't. I. It just. Uh, this is another knee injury, right? It, it just seemed like Calvin Cater went for that double knee and f- landed on it wrong. It looked like he was starting to make a little comeback, right? And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm good, I'm good." <laughs> and then Arnold threw that one low kick, and I was like, "Oh shit." Uh, I'm gonna talk about this. I have all the utmost respect for Cater. You know, I hate to see a fight end like this because, especially coming into this week, I really was. Uh, I really wanted to see what Arnold Allen was made of. You know, I, 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 I'll be honest. I think I undervalued this kid a little bit. And although we didn't get the entire story to be told, in my opinion, I did feel like I saw enough to really tell how good this kid is and can be. Uh, I saw, I gave him round one and I saw, I saw a kid that was controlling this fight and I thought he looked really good. Uh, you know, I'm not saying Cater was out of this. It was a close round. I mean, I wouldn't be upset at all if, you know, but I I, I saw a kid that belongs in that top 10. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I saw. And uh, I, I respect Cater, and I, I look at him as one of the elites in that division. And I saw a kid that that belonged right there. And I, regardless of the injury, he showed me that he is uh, – I, I think I was undervaluing him a little bit before. And uh, I think he's got some real skills He's got real power, and he's fast as shit. He's got some real speed behind his hands. Um, this was a very, very interesting fight for me, and I was excited to see what these guys, you know, because this to me this kind of mixes up that that one forty five division, and you know what? They both went in five and yeah, five and six. Yeah, yeah. So Allen is six. He just beat five. Um, I mean. You go Emmett, maybe? I feel like Emmett is at a title shot. If he, that, the problem is, is Emmett's never going to say that. Listen, dude, when Emmett beat Cater, everybody and their mom was telling him, like, I was in the close circle. I was in the vans with his teammates, and, like, everybody's like, dude, you got to be more vocal. And they just, like, skimmed right over top of him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, he, we're not going to dive into this, but if you pull up Josh Emmett, he's got a pretty impressive resume, and he very well should be in that title shot, you know, 
the, at least a conversation. And I don't hear his. I don't. Do you hear his name? I don't hear his name. And he should be, but he's not because he's because he's not. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't say anything. Closed mouths don't get fed around here. You would, what do you think potentially an interim, or do you think February is a yeah, I mean, for... I think anytime the UFC can make a, a case for an interim, I think they do because it the title versus title always seems to sell better from a from a business perspective. Um, if I'm making the interim title, Yair, gosh dang, that's tough. Yeah, maybe Rodriguez Emmett or now Rodriguez Allen. I get you know another thing we got to see how it shakes out is Bryce Mitchell versus uh, Taporia. If Mitchell wins, if Mitchell beats Taporia, man, he's got a legitimate. He's got a legitimate. Uh, he'll have. He'll need one more fight, but he is knocking on that door something heavy. Uh, but dude, it's crazy. A lot of these guys have kind of fought each other already. You know, if 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 uh, if you make an interim fight right now. You can't really do Holloway and Yair. Holloway's had too many shots, man. I just, he's, it was, and this is what sucks, man, is it's like Volk, Holloway, everyone else. It seems right now, it seems until I'm proven wrong, you know? Uh, like, dude, Ortega's number three and Holloway beat him up bad. Volk, other than get almost getting finished twice, beat him up. You know what I mean? Like, and then Ortega, Yair fought. There was an injury there, so I, there's no real need to run that back. Holloway has fought both of those guys. So Emmett is kind of new, but he's just not marketable, unfortunately. I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked if Allen passes him up, man. I just wouldn't, you know? It, like, I wouldn't be shocked if they did something crazy like Allen versus winner of Taporia Mitchell. You know, Evloev, if they threw it, like, dude, I just wouldn't be shocked if they throw those names in there because Josh, Josh Emmett should be in that conversation. He just, he just doesn't, I think he's got to be a little bit more vocal, you know? I think he's got to be a little bit more vocal about what he wants. This is interesting. This division is really interesting, but I think Arnold Allen is, I mean, he's got to be at least number five by, uh, by Tuesday, you know? He's got to be. You can go Allen Emmett. You can go Allen Ortega, Allen Rodriguez, but I mean, it's, the point I'm trying to make is Arnold Allen belongs in that conversation. That was the the thesis of my of my talk there. The kid's good. He showed it. He's he's amazing. Even though an injury win, you know, doesn't get to tell the whole story. But what I saw is a, is a kid that belongs in that top five. That's what I saw. So wasn't anything uh, wasn't anything crazy the card. But man, you know, sometimes these fight night cards get get uh, get it popping in the club. Breakdown show coming. See you guys next week.